Happy St. Patty's Day, ladies and gentlemen. This is the special green podcast of the Coronation Five Heart Podcast. St. Patrick's Leprechaun Day, Pot of Gold, everything there is about Nebraska sports podcast. I'm Todd O'Wolverton. And I'm joined by our fearless founder, all-around good guy, published author, corned beef lover, John Damn Johnston. Actually, John O. Johnston. John, happy St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) You didn't even suddenly seem like you were that drunk. When we talked before this started, what the hell? Did you just decide to pound 38 Guinnesses? I got no, it is a wee bit of Irish whiskey. Oh, okay. I'm toasting the men and the women from the old land. (laughs) The old land? (laughs) The old land. Uh, Back in County Kilkenny Cork. (laughs) Is Wolverton uh, an Irish name? No, Wolverton is English. Oh, wow. What the hell? Well, yeah, I mean, I should probably be shot. Yeah, you should. Because we would have been Protestant English. Yeah. And Irish wouldn't have liked us very much. Well, Johnston is uh, originated from the John Stone clan, and that is Scottish. Scottish. Yeah. Stonecutters? John the Stonecutter? I don't know what the fuck they did. We were. I'm, I imagine they drank a lot and didn't wear underwear and showed off their butt a lot. Uh, well, I mean, and that tradition has carried on with you. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, as we record this, it is St. Patrick's Day. And what? Uh, shocking. Yeah, shocking. And I've got my O Huskers hat on. This was the freebie at the baseball game the other day at Haymarket Park. I was all excited. It said $1 hot dogs and free green hats to the first 500. I was second in line. <laughs> And I was expecting a green baseball cap, a green baseball cap with an N on it. But no, they had to give us these ridiculous looking leprechaun hats. (laughs) And I, with Huskers painted on it. And um, I feel I was taken advantage of, John. But it's a beautiful hat. It's a collector's item. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, what I would have given anything. I went out to dinner with my parents tonight. They came up to good old council Tucky and, and uh, my dad informed me that he went to coffee this morning, purposefully late. And he was wearing his Irish hat. Now, what would 83 year old Doyle Wolverton look like in an Irish hat like this? I can't. I can't imagine. So, hey, let's talk about uh, Husker Husker sports, uh, sports in general. It is that time of season, commonly known as March Madness. And shortly became, before we came on the air, uh, we had the tube, tur- tube turned on and, and uh, uh, we witnessed one of those 15 over two seed upsets with St. Peter's knocking off Kentucky, which makes everybody feel good because, number one, they're Kentucky. And number two, they're from the SEC Conference. And everybody loves Cinderella. But, you know, John, I'm not a huge basketball fan by any means, but I really do get excited when March comes along because there's just that excitement that accompanies these games. And, and uh, it's a lot of fun just to turn your TV on and, and follow along. How, what do you, how do you feel about good old March Madness? How do I feel? Did you do a bracket, Todd? Um, for the first year in many, I unfortunately did not do a bracket. Uh, I did see that with the coronation bracket contest, I saw today that they have over 60 brackets uh, yeah. filled out and submitted. That's pretty doggone good. That's pretty good for the last minute kind of thing. Well, yeah, last minute. I did, I did two brackets. And, and John, I've heard a rumor. 
<laughs> and I'm, I'm having a hard time believing this rumor, John. Um, is it possible that my good friend, John from the North, may have chosen the Iowa Hawkeyes to reach the finals of the NCAA tournament on your bracket? <laughs> I, 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 picked them, I picked them to play Gonzaga in the final game in both of my brackets because I knew, I knew that if I did that, it'd probably doom them. Thank you, John. Thank you for exercising all of those powers that you have to doom the Hawkeyes and, and, and see them get beat today in the first round by the Richmond Spiders. Uh, it, was, it was very I, – I wept for them. You wept for them. <laughs> <laughs> I did. No. What? Hey, uh, you know, to, Iowa Twitter was very uh, – they were not happy with what Some, happened today. I, I saw a little blip that uh, apparently they were a little upset that Richmond might have been kind of physical. Maybe they played a little bit rough, as if playing in the Big Ten Conference didn't prepare you for a physical basketball game. What, what was funny is, uh, you know, in the last two minutes of the game, I mean, the, you know, the refs pretty much swallowed their whistles, and Iowa could have gotten some calls. But Iowa was 6 of 29 from three. And that's really what it, they've been so hot on. And, you know, I did feel sorry for the Bohannon kid. That's the only kid I felt sorry for. But, uh, I, I mean, I – Because he's Irish? Or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That butter boy – he didn't beat on the St. Patty's. He didn't deserve to go out like that. How's that for terrible? But uh, six for 29 on three. I mean, that uh, that's where the game was lost. And what was funny is they probably could have played inside more and won that game. And you kind of look at it and you go, Fran, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, losing. That's what you're doing. <laughs> well, yeah. So I, I cried for Iowa early. I really did. I, I wept. Tears well, on the on the on the flip side, tomorrow the Nebraska women open play in uh, the women's side of March Madness, and um, you know I, I I'm excited for Amy Williams. I'm excited for the women's basketball team. I'm excited for the fan base. Um, you know, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they have a better experience than the Iowa men did today. Um, it'd be nice to see the women maybe get a win or two and, uh, and, and then see what happens. Uh, you know, a, a lot of times in this tournament, if, if you can get through the first couple of rounds, you know, then it becomes almost an anybody can win, you know, situation. In the, in the women's tournament or the men's? Well, in the women's, because pretty much it goes, it goes to chalk and, you know, they're very rarely, is there a first or second round upset in, in the women's tournament? They, they, it'd be nice to have women's basketball get more parity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're right. I mean, it, it, it still is a, a sport with the haves and the have nots, so to speak. Um, one of the things that I, I'm, I'm kind of interested in with the women's uh, tournament is, as far as Nebraska is concerned, if Nebraska wins their first round game, in all likelihood, they're going to face off against the Louisville Cardinals. And um, Louisville has had very good women's basketball in the last few years. They're coached by former Nebraska assistant, Jeff Walls. And uh, Jeff Walls was uh, an unpaid assistant back in the Paul Sandiford days. And um, I got to know Jeff a little bit back at that time. And uh, he's, he's gone on to a lot of success uh, as a head coach with the Louisville team. So that would be kind of an interesting matchup, I guess, for me personally to watch and, and uh, be nice to see Nebraska beat them. It would they... be. It, it would be uh, Friday at 2.30 p.m. And uh, we'll, we'll, hopefully we'll get to see Nebraska get a win. I mean, we haven't seen a lot of that lately. No, <laughs> no, we haven't. We have. Let's check on Creighton. Creighton's down by one in overtime with a minute 22 left. Well... Oh, did you know what else? You know what else happened? Did you watch? Have you watched? Did you watch New Mexico State play? Uh, no, I didn't. But I heard that uh, Teddy Buckets, uh, former Nebraska player Teddy Allen, apparently he had a, a pretty good game. 
he scored their last 15 points. I mean, he literally just won the game for them. And he did his, the rest of his team. I think this is the second leading scorer on his team had nine points or something. He pretty much, I don't think anybody else hardly took any shots, but he, he literally at the end of that game just went, okay, I'm just going to go win now. And he was so shy about it. <laughs> I'm sure he was. I'm yeah. Sure. Now, now, does he have any eligibility left or is this it for him? Cause you know, I think he could probably attend his fifth or sixth college, you know, and maybe, you know, make I'd, be, I'd be surprised if he does, but you know, <laughs> next year, maybe he'll play for UCLA. Who knows? There you go. There you go. And then uh, let's see what else happened today. Indiana got smoked. Uh, my son was uh, on the couch this morning. We have two TZ TVs set up in our living room and he was screaming at Michigan because he wanted them to lose. Uh, I wanted to get a video. Did Juwan Howard punch anybody today? No, he kept yelling about that too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this uh, it's uh, amazing to watch, I guess, March Madness and be intrigued with it every year because yeah. it is, I think, just fun sports. And the fact that, you know, you have such a weird conference, like the Big Ten, Indiana got crushed. Who Iowa else lost? Iowa yeah, did. Iowa lost. And, you know, the Big Ten is normally accepted as one of the best conferences. You're kind of like, okay, like, how much are we going to suck? You know, and then you get these schools like Richmond. Not really the Richling, Richmond got into the tourney is because they upset Davidson in the Atlantic 10 tournament. So I, otherwise, I don't think they would have got in. I don't think they'd have got a lot at large, but I'm not a bracket. You know, I'm not a right. bracketology guy, but uh, it has been amazing fun. Well, March also brings about uh, another one of my favorite uh sporting events, and that's uh, the NCAA wrestling tournament. Uh, Nebraska qualified eight wrestlers. Uh, today was the first day of action. They wrestle um, two rounds on the, uh, the championship side, and they wrestle two rounds, uh, no, excuse me, one round on uh, the consolation side of the bracket today. Um, Nebraska had a decent day. Uh, they moved four of their wrestlers into uh, the quarterfinals, uh, the round of 16, uh, to no surprise, uh, Ridge Lovett, um, did a really good job today and, uh, got a couple of wins at 149 pounds and, uh, Ridge is actually set up pretty good. Uh, a wrestler seated above him that he'll face, face off against. Um, nope, excuse me. I'm thinking of the wrong weight class, but Ridge Lovett is up against a wrestler. He has not yet seen this year. Um, which, uh, when, when you're preparing for Ridge Lovett, that's, that can be a very dangerous situation because Ridge is so unorthodox and, and, uh, uh, you know, he's just, he's, he's just a very unique wrestler. So I like the chances for Ridge, you know, to, to get another win and perhaps advance into the semifinals at 149. Um, then, uh, Mikey Labriola at 174 pounds. Um, he had a couple of wins today. Uh, looks like maybe he's back in the groove. Unfortunately for him, he, uh, uh, you know, had a bad big 10 tournament and that impacted his seating. So he, while he's in the uh, round of 16 right now, um, he is going to be up against, uh, the, uh, top seed, uh, Aaron Starachi from Penn state in his next match. So uh, not to say that he can't beat him, uh, but uh, certainly, you know, it's going to be a tough match. Uh, then down at, um, or up at uh, 197 pounds, Eric Schultz uh, was the third seeded wrestler. And uh, he is into the round of 16 as well. And surprise, surprise, Eric Schultz is for the 8,732nd time is going to face off against uh, Mr. Warner from the University of Iowa. And uh, generally speaking, uh, the winner scores three points. The loser scores two points. Wow. And at least in the last four or five times they've wrestled, uh, Eric Schultz has come out on the top. And they tend to be two, they, they tend to wrestle some of the most boring matches anyone ever watches. But it really doesn't matter. All that matters at the end is who gets his hands hand raised. And, and uh, Eric Schultz uh, has done a good job in the last few times that he's been out against Warner. 
Um, so I'd like to think that he's, he's got the upper hand and, and could advance to another round. Uh, and then the last guy who um, has advanced would be uh, Christian Lance at 285 pounds. Uh, he probably is Nebraska's most improved wrestler this year. And he, he uh, has benefited directly from the fact that Tervel Delognev uh, came on to the coaching staff. Uh, Tervel was uh, now a bronze medalist in the Olympics, uh, I think 2012 Olympics. Um, he's a University of Nebraska Kearney graduate. He'd been coaching in Ohio at Ohio State for the Ohio uh, Wrestling Club. Uh, but he's back in Lincoln, and, and he's had a profound impact on Christian Lance. Christian Lance, uh, the last match that he, uh, that he won, uh, he beat an undefeated wrestler from the Air Force Academy. And so that was uh, a bit of an upset. So Yeah, is it, that's a surprise, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, um, yeah. you know, on, on this podcast before, we've, when we've talked wrestling, we've, we've discussed that the heavyweights are just phenomenal. I mean, it is a phenomenally right. strong weight class. <laughs> What's misleading, though, is you got Gable Stevenson, who is so incredibly dominant. But, you know, when, when Gable Stevenson goes off to the WWE next year and for the next 15 years, the United States has heavyweights that will dominate on the international at the international level because those guys are in college right now and they're that good. So, um, and of course, you know, uh, Gable Stevenson did win both of his matches. Here's something I didn't realize until one of the announcers uh, brought it up today. After he won his, his second match, he has won by, with bonus points every match that he has wrestled this year. So he has either won by a major decision, a technical fall, or a pin every time he has set foot on the mat today. And um, I guess he put something out on Twitter leading up to the tournament that uh, he's going to put on a show in Detroit and he's going to leave his boots on the mat. And this is going to oh, be. Wow. So um, who knows what to expect from Gable Stevenson uh, Penn state's out in front uh, of the, the tournament right now. Uh, surprisingly, I was in third uh, Iowa got a couple, lost a couple of big wrestlers today. Michigan's sitting really, really good. And uh, I think they're in second place right now. They have seven guys in the quarterfinals. Um, Penn State's got six. Nebraska's got four. Nebraska's sixth right now in the team ranking. So hopefully Chad Red can win some matches on the backside. Hopefully the uh, Peyton Robb and, and uh, Taylor Venz can win a few matches there as well. And it'd be nice to see Bubba Wilson get a win or two as well. But – not a bad day for Nebraska wrestling. So what else going on? Well, the football players are all, all on spring break. Spring yeah. We've practice. gone through half the, half the spring practice already. Yeah. That's kind of hard to believe, isn't it? So, yeah. you know, and Have so you paid attention. Well, I've, 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 paid a little bit of attention, maybe, <laughs> maybe a little more attention than I have in, in past years. Um, only because of the intrigue, I think, with, you know, some of the new players that they've got around. And um, I, I don't know. You know, I might even watch a little bit of the spring game this year. We'll see. Um, you know what I paid attention to? I, I paid attention to the Omaha and the Omaha and the, the kind of the same newspaper now. Their reaction, <clears throat> excuse me, the reaction people have to their articles on social media. And uh, the reactions are, first of all, it's largely a ghost town. And secondly, uh, they're always, you know, along the lines of this is the same crap we've heard now for years. And I just look at this and I'm still like, wow, nobody is, everybody's really in prove it mode. You know, nobody's really paying that close attention to this stuff. So, so what, what I hear you saying is that the fan base their comments towards the media is that the media is trying to feed us a line again. Is that in essence what? Well, <clears throat> I think that, you know, the last time we did the podcast, I talked about how I tweeted something negative about Scott Frost and it blew up. And I think from, you know, the 16, whatever years of doing this, 
what you learn is that the offseason, everybody wants to hear good news about the football program. And if you don't deliver that good news, and if you're a negative person about the football program, people really hate you, really hate you. Because the other people, uh, you know, they, they don't really get into stuff. They're off doing shit. But the people that are paying attention, if you're not delivering them good, positive stuff, uh, your career as a media person ends. And I, I'm not making that up. Uh, I, I know that Lee Barfneck for years was the guy that always, you know, was kind of the crotchety old man in Nebraska newspaper reporting about the Huskers. But pretty much for everybody else, I think Dirk Shadowing could probably get away with that now. But uh, you don't really get away with a lot of uh, negativity this time of year toward the football program. Sam McCune wrote an article about how Scott Frost's previous coaching staff on the offense didn't have a lot of big 10 acumen, basically. I didn't read the whole article, but I thought it was interesting. He wrote that. And well, I don't know. It's kind of like, let's sell the new staff or I don't, and you know what the comments by people were, they weren't great. We have a new offensive staff. They were, he, he had that coaching staff for four years. If he didn't realize that, he's an idiot along those lines. <laughs> Greg joins us. Well, yeah, John, what? Greg Omahachka joined us. <laughs> Our favorite Irish bohemian from <laughs> Illinois. Uh, Happy St. Patrick's Day, or if you have been watching the NCAA basketball tournament, Happy St. Peter's beating Kentucky Day. I haven't. Uh, that's news to me, but it's good news. Uh, I do like it when a basketball blue blood loses. Uh, and like, and Iowa? I'm gonna, like Iowa, like Iowa. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call them uh, a blue blood. Uh, we are for the purposes. I, it makes the pain better. Okay. Have they ever won a natty? In, in no, God no. Okay. Then hey, you not. know what? You know what? All three of us have in common for with Fran McCaffrey. We've we don't never have to worry about a basketball game to go. <laughs> no, we none of us have gone to a Sweet Sixteen either. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, the neat thing about basketball. Go ahead, I'm cutting you off again. It's okay. No, it, it's a uh, hey, top of the evening to you. Sorry, I'm late. What have I missed? Uh, um, Todd went through wrestling, and oh, we've we've gone over some of the basketball. Madden. And Todd has a, a, I think it's a neat green hat. Apparently, he got it for going to the baseball game, and he was disappointed. I wanted. And he a didn't get cap. a. He didn't get a baseball cap, like a little wiener. He got that hat instead of a baseball hat, and I would wear that hat anywhere. Todd, uh, do you want to trade hats? Well, I think my wife would prefer that I trade hats with you. You want the <laughs> I will give you this delightful <laughs> fitted Nebraska hat for your green shamrock Husker hat. He has a giant head. My dad uh, had to rescue this hat for me tonight because otherwise my wife was sending it for a garage sale. What? Seven, seven and three. What the hell? Would your dome fit in a seven and three eights hat, Todd? I'm a seven and five eighths guy. Seven and five eighths. <sighs> I told you he's a big, he's got a giant head and it's only gotten bigger. His fat head has gotten bigger as he's gotten older. I believe every bit of that. (laughs) Well, let let me, let me start by saying I'm uh, I'm I'm blessed to be here with you. Fine gentlemen. I apologize for my tardiness as I, I, I opened up my laptop as I always do to uh, uh, join and nothing worked. Uh, The internet browser didn't work. None of my, audio or video uh, programs would open. So I I told you guys, start without me. I'll join in when I can. Uh, unfortunately, that was like 40 minutes ago, <laughs> you know? So uh, here I am. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I don't have any green beer. Uh, I'm not even wearing green. Um, I'm just a, a big, big loser all around tonight, guys. So I, I, I apologize. Okay. I appreciate I appreciate your patience with me uh, and and your generosity of spirit for even allowing me to be here. Yeah, John or Greg, 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 Greg. 
we need to get on track because John has continued to take us off track. So if, if you, what, could, what have I done? You haven't partook in the Irish excitement, the Irish. You, you got to be Irish. Oh, fine, man. man. I don't get with the program. John Biden. It's a shit. What? How's that song go? <laughs> oh, it's me. It's I'm shit faced. No, no, that, that is some U.S. country song. I was thinking the the song that you don't sing unless you want to be shot by somebody. It's uh, <laughs> if you had the luck of the Irish, you'd be something and wish you were dead. If you had the luck of the Irish, you wish you were British instead. It's it's an old IRA song. I shouldn't even say it, actually. Great. Yeah. We should move on. John posed the question earlier if I had paid any attention at all to spring football. Have you been paying any attention at all to spring football? Boy, let me tell you, I have been paying so much attention to the football that happens in the springtime that I can tell you with 100% certainty that football has been happening in the springtime. Okay. We're a fine bunch. <laughs> I, know that, uh, I know that Scott Frost went on a, a podcast with uh, Will Compton and his Bussin with the Boys podcast, and they talked about some kind of thing about uh, what Big Ten coaches would you like to fight. And, and he Scott didn't want Frost, to fight Harbaugh. He, he said Harbaugh was kind of crazy. Um, by the way, the luck of the Irish that you were talking about there, John? Yeah. Uh, that's a John Lennon and Yoko Ono song. Um, and I'm just looking at the uh, lyrics, and it kind of looks like a horrible song. <laughs> yeah, it is. So we should move away from it. <laughs> I, I I'd never I never heard it. I I was very curious. I thought it was like an old like ditty. Uh not a I mean there's a line in here. This is what I'm 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 learning. Um where oh come on now. Uh, a thousand years of torture and hunger drove the people away from their land. A land full of beauty and wonder was ra- raped by the British brigands. Yeah. yeah. I feel like uh, Mr. Lennon and Miss Ono have a very specific side that they are taking in, in the cause. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a not imagined by John Lennon. Not imagined. It is, uh, it's not imagined. There's no not heaven, you know what I mean? dance. Oh, it's, uh, can, can we talk about it? And I'm not, I don't want to talk back on on topic on nebraska football and and that other podcast that you mentioned busting with the boys i'm trying to say this delicately because i like will compton as a former husker at you know but does his social media i don't know if you guys even follow social media but does he not come off as just a a a real simple dude bro he's a bro okay and i'm not you know hey it's made him a lot of money but I think I've aged out of where that is kind of appealing. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're a dad. You have to do that now. Okay, cool. Thank That's you. That's what happens. I mean, you can't be a bro with little <laughs> tiny kids. You know, I, 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 if you ever go through life and you run into like coaches that are bros and they have five years old and they're still bros, you're kind of like, uh, okay, did you? Did you skip the part where you're supposed to grow up now? And I this don't know. Coming from, I, that's this coming I from in. the person who told me that I was the one who had to be responsible for, for teaching my child how to swear. And if I didn't do it, then he was going to do it. You know what? That is a, this, that's a, that's how you look at life thing. Okay. All right. That's not a bro thing. I don't see that as a bro thing, okay. but yeah, Will okay. Compton's pretty much a bro. And I think, okay. you know, I don't, I'm somebody needs to have a Husker bro cop podcast. And yeah. I haven't even looked at all the Husker podcasts lately. Cause I'm trying to finish a book, a book. I don't know what that is a book. I, so I have spent a, not a lot of time on, on uh, manage your damage coming yeah. soon. Yeah. We talked about uh, it last time. So we're, we can skip it this time. No offense. Todd, I haven't seen you in weeks. How are you, sir? I'm doing dandy. You look dandy. You look 
You look dandy in your green hat, eh? I'm worn out. A couple Ooh, of long boo-hoo. days. Did go watch uh, watched uh, a little bit of the uh, Nebraska baseball game on Tuesday. Um, I'll tell you what, I saw a couple of games down when I was in Texas. Saw him play, uh, win two games on Saturday down there against uh, Northwestern State and uh, University of Texas Arlington. I thought after watching them that 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 day that they were turning the corner. And uh, unfortunately, I think the corner's pretty wide or pretty. <laughs> I think it's going to take a while to get around the corner and it's less uh, a corner more a roundabout <laughs> yeah, yeah i think there you go uh that so, first uh that first game against uh, omaha was was painful and uh they were lucky in my opinion they were lucky to get game two um and then uh tuesday i went and watched him play uh new mexico state and they're up i mean they're up 12 to nothing going into the ninth inning. I mean, they have, they have dominated that baseball game, 12 to nothing. And when the dust cleared, it was 12 to six. And while it's still a six point victory and you have to feel really, really good about a six point victory, giving up six runs in the bottom of the ninth is just painful. Um, and, and the then, way they did it. Exactly. And then, you know, then yesterday they had to come from behind. Um, they were down, I think, 5-2 in the eighth, uh, going into the eighth. And then they scored two runs in the bottom of the eighth. It was 5-4. Uh, they held New Mexico State in the top of the ninth, and they came to bat. And uh, Efri Cervantes became – the hero of the day driving in a uh, cup, the, the winning run and uh, Nebraska ended up winning six to five. That, um, that, that was nice for him because he has not, I mean, when he stepped up, I thought, well, there's the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he hasn't hit the ball well at all. Has well, he? I, I tell you what he's turning into my favorite player and um, he is, you know, I've always appreciated good defensive infielders. I, I love watching you know, those guys with the glove that have, you know, that they're quick and they've got lateral movement and they just, you know, lay out and make plays. And I think Efri is one of the better defensive infielders that I've seen at Nebraska in, in quite a few years. You know, last year, it seemed like every four out of five times that he came up to bat, they were forcing him to sacrifice bunt. And, uh, you know, the few times that he did, did swing away, you know, he'd pop up or, or whatever, generally made contact. But um, he's had a chance to swing the bat this year, and he's been kind of Mr. Tough Luck at times. He's, he's barreled up a few times and really hit the ball hard, but hit it right at people. But it was, you know, like I'm with John. It was fun to see him, you know, drive in that winning run with a hard hit ball, you know, and, uh, you know, be able to walk off and, you know, puff his chest out a little bit and, and feel good about himself. So, uh, uh, so what, what is going on with the baseball team, Todd? What do you think? I think, um, you know, I, is it all, is it all the new players from the transfer portal and they just haven't gelled yet. They haven't been able to come together as a team. They're, they're playing a lot of young players. They're playing a lot of young players. I mean, you know, when you're, when your batting order right now is two true freshmen at the top of the order, um, that speaks volumes. Um, you have returning players that offensively are really struggling. Cam Chick, he's not hitting 200 right now. And I had a home run, you know, the other night or yesterday. That was a, a big, big, big hit for him. Uh, but Cam is really, really struggling at the plate. Uh, what the problem is, and this is oversimplification, is there's absolutely no consistency in any part of the game. If, it's, if the pitchers are on, it seems like the offense just has nothing going, or maybe you got some, you got good enough pitching and good enough hitting, and then the defense lets them down with, you know, what's not very typical with Will Bolt teams, you know, some errors, uh, both physical errors and mental errors. Um, my opinion is, you know, um, I just don't think they know how to. I, I'm 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 not sure they know how to win tough games. I'm not sure. Mm. I'm not sure right now that they've developed that mental toughness, you know, to, to, you know, that fortitude to get through tough times. And, um, well, 
you know, that that's my opinion. So I think as long as long as they are losing games by a touchdown or less, then I think a lot of people still have a lot of hope, especially going into next year. I think I'll tell you what, I'm real curious how they're going to play when they, when they start playing big 10 teams. Now, unfortunately, you know, this weekend they're playing Texas A&M Corpus Christi here, you know, in Lincoln. Uh, But then next weekend, the the Michigan Wolverines come to town. Michigan had Vanderbilt down, um, you know, earlier this week and uh, ended up losing late in the game. But, um, you know, the, the, the bottom line is, is that Nebraska generally improves significantly once they get to play back at home a little bit. Now they've kind of sputtered, you know, a little bit, um, but we'll see. They've got the potential with the pitching staff. I mean, Shea Shannon threw a game down in Texas that was one of the best dominating pitching performances I've seen from a Nebraska pitcher in a long time, complete game, which was the first since like 2014, um, you know, he just – he was absolutely in command the entire game. Um, you know, Dustin McCarville, the transfer that came in from Grand Canyon, he's been the Sunday starter. He looked good, um, you know, against New Mexico State on Tuesday. He's actually looked good in every one of his outings. Kyle Perry's the one that um, – he's on a roller coaster. And uh, – yeah. And Cody Frank, you know, he looked good in relief. He had a good start. And then his most recent start, you know, he just got, he just got blasted. So if the starting pitching can just kind of even out a little bit um, and hopefully the offense comes around, I, I still think they can win the big 10 conference. I I think they can, I think they got the tools. Um, And, you know, coach Bolt, He's been continuing, you know, he's really trying to find the best combination. Uh, The lineups have changed constantly. Putting Bryce Matthews back at second base, I think that's big. This core Jackson, this freshman kid from Canada that's playing shortstop right now, he's going to be a player. I mean, he's, he looks like a freshman right now, but boy, he's going to, he's going to be a good one. Drew Drew Christo really is struggling. Wasn't he like a big time recruit or something? Yes, he was. He was okay. uh, probably the top pitching recruit that they had. But he's okay. he's still, yeah. Greg, go ahead. A, a moment ago, Todd, uh, with with a vote of confidence, you said that the tools are in place. So speaking of tools, Tom Brady's coming out of retirement. <laughs> now who's going off track? <laughs> It's sports related. It's fine. Um, I, I have questions. I'm, I'm seeking input. At 53 and a half years old, does Tom Brady have anything left to prove? He has nothing left to prove. Uh, right? I mean, he they've changed the rule book for him. He's cheated his way to multiple titles. There's nothing left for him to do. Go go build your mansion on your tropical Island with your model wife and your kids and just go away. Like I I'm, I'm past the point. Like, look, I, as as a, all right. um, I'm going to say this because I have to say it this way Uh, as, as a person of a Christian faith, right? This isn't, it's not a karmic uh, belief system. You know, we're all saved by the grace of God, but I also tend to not think negatively, you know, but so I don't wish ill on him. I just want him to take his money and his ill-gotten trophies and go away. You're Disappear. triggered by this. This is, this is what first of all, first of all, I'm not, we, uh, we don't use words like triggered. All right. I'm not a snowflake. I'm just a, Bitter, bitter NFL fan who was finally happy to see the day that Tom Brady would not be on television. And it happened for four weeks. He's going to do a movie, though. He's going to do a movie with like yeah, Sally Fields and Jane Fonda. 
about all these old ladies coming to watch him play. Yeah. Is that why he's coming back? Is they need more footage? <laughs> like we didn't get enough. We didn't get enough of uh, you know footage. We, we gotta. We need. We need some new in-game well, footage. Well, you know time. what? He probably has a new restructured contract that says he can use the footage for not the level of money it takes to buy NFL footage. You know, we tried this years ago with Scott Frost, right? <laughs> yes, we did. With Tell Scott me more. Frost, with, with Scott Frost, uh, I can't. It was a while back with Scott Frost. Had just, I think he'd come out of coaching. It was quite a few years ago, but the NFL wanted. <laughs> I I tried to negotiate with the NFL to see what it would cost to just use some footage of Scott Frost playing NFL football. It was five thousand dollars for like three seconds, huh. three fucking seconds, and I was that- like. Oh my God! What is what is like ten thousand? And this is Scott Frost, for God's sake! Can you imagine what three seconds of Tom Brady costs? That makes a lot of sense. Did, had, have either of you seen American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story starring Zachary Levi? No, it, I've it not looks yet. Like, I, you know what? It looks like too good of a story. It looks like too nice of a story. It is too good of a story, but there there are elements of the story that I did not know. I, I heard a uh, listen to a podcast. Um, Last week, I think maybe two weeks back, uh, where Zachary was a a, a guest on, and though they were talking about you know the the movie and and the story, the uh, Kurt and Brenda Warner story, but uh, the the actor Zachary Levi, you know, had to suit. I mean, he had to. I think he said he was at a four week, six week, something like that, basic training for being a quarterback. You know, <laughs> all, all the all the footwork and the throwing motion and things like that. He, and, uh, you know, one of the takeaways was he's like, I got a lot better being a quarterback, but there was, you know, for, for the on field stuff, like they weren't pulling NFL footage, they were out creating everything. So, uh, but, but to your point, John, that makes a lot of sense. If three seconds, uh, you know, is $5,000, but he said, you know, like there was him, he, he took some shots. He took some contact. He had a, uh, a couple of different, um, like body doubles, you know, for, for some of the more precise throws that they had to drop on a dime and things like that. So, um, but yeah, I, I haven't seen it yet. It, it's on my to watch list. I think you can get it on Amazon prime video for 15 bucks, something like that. I mean, it seems like it's well worth it. it um, I was not a Rams fan, but I was living in the St. Louis area when, when, you know, Trent green got hurt and Kurt Warner, uh, came around and, and, and that whole story unfolded the, uh, the sports illustrated cover basically asking like, who is this guy, <laughs> you know? Uh, and then of course the, uh, the Super Bowl run. So, uh, it, you know, it's, it, it's a fascinating story that, uh, I hope people check out. You it know, as a guy, he doesn't suck. he's not the worst he's no tom brady (laughs) can can i say i want to i want to voice one more opinion on this people call tom brady Brady, yeah people call tom brady the the goat the greatest of all time um let's at least three of his titles are have asterisks ahead of them and at the time that Brady was playing, the rules had changed massively to protect quarterbacks. So I consider the greatest of all time, as far as quarterbacks go in the NFL, to be Joe Montana. That's fair. And, yeah. And as a Steelers fan, and Terry Bradshaw also has four Super Bowl rings, I, but Montana's still – for me, and again, maybe it's because Bradshaw predates me a little bit, and I kind of came of age and, and watched the, the Joe Montana uh, era, you know, kind of unfold. But I, I think I think Montana's the go- and apparently there's a, a very good, uh, like Michael Jordan esque. Uh, um, I can't remember the uh, the name of the ESPN series, the special on Jordan, but there's a Joe Montana like documentary series that's on the Peacock app for for the people who uh, subscribe to peacock so check that out uh check out american underdog anything to turn your focus away from tom brady well focus here no tom brady 
you can Focus watch here. you can no watch the uh, Bradshaw bunch because you can see Terry Bradshaw in his skivvies. You know, he's not afraid. He's confident enough in himself that he walks around his ranch, you know, in his in his undies. He he allows his granddaughter to put makeup on him, and you know, uh, I. I have a lot of respect for him. You, like you're a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, watching watching them back in the day, because I am old enough. I mean, they were they were amazing to watch. Lynn Swan, uh, who was a Rocky Blyer, I think was with them. Ro- Rocky Blyer, Franco uh, Harris, Rocky John Blyer, Stallworth, Franco. Jack. Yeah, I was going to go through some of them. Jack Ham, Mean Joe Green. Sorry. What was their defensive line? Steel curtain. Steel, there you go. Yeah, they were they were fun to watch. I mean, as football players go, some of the stuff that they did, and I mean, that was back when the game was a hell of a lot more violent. I think just in sheer, uh, we 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 allow you to kill people, kind of thing. You know, the immaculate conception that was pretty cool. I remember reading. Uh, so I, as a Steelers fan, and and I apologize to everybody that I know this is going to piss off. Uh, but I was a Steelers fan before I was a Husker fan, so uh, grain of salt, I guess. Uh, but Jerome Bettis is my favorite football player. I, I like the way he played. I like his style. Um, and I have his autobiography, but I also have Dan Rooney, the, the late Dan Rooney's autobiography. And, and I'll never forget there's a story in Rooney's book. It was uh, uh, Dan Rooney, my 75 years with the NFL and the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's talking about being at Kent State scouting Jack Lambert. And for whatever reason, the practice field, the football field, whatever was unavailable. So they were doing full speed drills in the parking lot. And Lambert was flying around. And then after, you know, getting up off the ground and picking up chunks of gravel out of his forearms. And uh, that's like, mm, that's kind of toughness. We want your Pittsburgh. <laughs> and it turned into a Hall of Fame career. So. Well, you know that so, was back when that was back when football players weren't worth like eighty million dollars a year, and they go, go, yeah, go out in the parking lot, beat yourself to death. We'll find another guy for fifty grand. He can run <laughs> his head into a steel post for us. You know, now they're the a little bit probably more on the concerned. <laughs> they're 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 now a little bit more concerned about their assets. <laughs> Baker Mayfield hey, once out of Cleveland. Yes. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> turning into an NFL podcast. Well, I, so here, here's the thing. Part of it is I, I don't I don't see a problem with us expanding our focus, okay. especially in the offseason. Uh, uh, <laughs> Got to be more well-rounded. Um, but it's, it's big news, right? Uh, you know, going back from his time in Oklahoma – the, the, you know, famously going out and spiking the flag at, uh, in Columbus and then being drafted by the Browns and taking them to a place where the Browns had not been uh, in several years and then playing injured last year and then pretty much saying, well, you know, yeah. wishy-washy with him. I don't blame him. I would want to run out of Cleveland too, like my hair's on fire. You know, my the rotten son really doesn't like Baker Mayfield. He thinks he's a, not, he's a terrible quarterback. I think that he is not amongst the elites, but he's certainly better than some of the shitty quarterbacks in the NFL. So I would say get the fuck out of Cleveland. Fuck Cleveland. I mean, that place is a hellhole anyway. (laughs) Nebraska football, the spring game, is coming up next month. And uh, I'm very excited to watch that. Are you? Yeah. I'm hoping to go. I hope I can go. I have a... I've been struggled with fatigue lately, but uh, I would like to get to Lincoln. I mean, now that we're going to, looks like we're clearing up this pandemic shit. Um, I would hope that we can, I don't know, get to Lincoln a little bit more and get to maybe see Todd. Hey, I'll be there. I'm hopeful. Keep that hat for me. (laughs) I'm hopeful. I haven't even talked to the boss about it by the boss. I mean, my wife, but I think it'd be cool to uh, get to Lincoln in the fall for a home game. Doable. Especially if we leave the kids here. <laughs> you can't and no do that. offense. Sure, you, you I can't can. do that. No, you can't. You can. Your, mother, the, your, your wife is a mother. Speaking I mean, of some, people, I want to bring something up that's been bothering me. Would you want to? Okay. No, I have one, one follow-up. Okay. Would you, yeah. you want to take – 
two 18 month olds to Memorial Stadium no, with a no, six year old. No. But you need to take them somewhere where they, you know, they're safe and comforted. And- Right. You to, can't to, just drive away 400 miles or whatever it is. No, no. I would take them to my, my oh. parents' house. Like, I mean, okay. leave them in Illinois while my wife and I go to Nebraska. I don't think the oldest one can feed them yet. Oldest one can't <laughs> feed himself yet. He, he's lucky to he get could. his drawers around his ankle to he, he get could. to the restroom. And die. <laughs> All right. What, what's, what's on your mind, John? What is it you want to talk okay. about? Okay. <laughs> First of all, there's some Nebraska basketball news, and that is that Fred Hoiberg and – oh, come on. What's the guy's name? Matt? Abelsamaya. Yeah, he they've parted ways, which is shocking. Abelsamaya. Because uh, 10 Matt, years, Matt, something like that? Yeah, Matt has been with him for a very long time. So Indeed. that that is surprising. And I think uh, one of the Omaha writers tweeted that that was a sign that Nebraska doesn't want to live on the transfer portal for, for it as a philosophy of getting players. So, or maybe that was a guy that they just said, you got to give this guy up. I don't know. Um, you know, I could speculate on things, but that'd just be speculation. He, uh, He's According to Kevin Knight's uh, uh, write-up on coordination.com, uh, Abdel Massey uh, was an important recruiter uh, for the Huskers, uh, getting both uh, uh, Bryce McGowan's Jr., uh, Wilhelm Breidenbach, and others. Uh, McGowan's, of course, the first five-star recruit to commit to Nebraska to high school in program history and the highest-rated recruit in the modern era for the Huskers. Uh, he did take a leap of absence. Uh, for medical reasons back in December, uh, but did come back. Uh, he's in a top 40 coach under 40 back in 2020. So uh, you're going to have to find a recruiter because Fred, that's not Fred's cup of tea. So hopefully, hopefully he's got somebody in mind that he's going to be able to pull. Fox Adler. John Johnston. Yeah, I stuck at that. God, you're tall. You want to play? <laughs> you're really tall. We need a really tall guy this year, but maybe two. <sighs> okay, what's bothering me? Yes. Okay, you've seen those progressive ads where the guy is a counselor for people that uh, you know turn <laughs> into their parents. Yeah. You've seen recently that they released new ads for March Madness. I've not no. seen. Okay, well, they have. They've released new ads. And I, I, you know what? This is starting to bother me because this fucking guy is making no headway on this shit whatsoever. You'd think <laughs> after showing these ads for what, 18 years now, this guy would at least like make some headway on having people not become their parents. But they're the same <laughs> fucking people still becoming their parents. He is the shittiest counselor ever. And they're using him to sell insurance. Time out. Time out. Let's listen. You got to break down the ads, John. He's not talking to the same people. In each commercial, it highlights different individuals. Wait, no. Wait. You have to pretend that the cameras aren't there. He's having first conversations with hundreds of people. He's not talking to you, John. Wait a minute. He's talking to the he's talking to the guys who wear like socks and sandals or or whatever it is that Todd does. I don't know. You know what? There is a very specific reason why you wear socks with sandals, Greg. And okay. I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> it's because when you look at your kids, you go and you put on, let's say your your I don't know. Let's say your twelve year old daughter is acting up and is acting like a mad person and is crazy. And you're going, okay, we're going to soccer. And you come downstairs with socks and sandals on, and she just shits her pants right in front of you. And you look at her and go, uh, okay, here's what's going to happen now. I can wear this to this fucking soccer game. You don't say fucking, but you know, I can wear this shit to this soccer game. Or you can start listening to your mother. Because that's the worst, one of the worst threats you can do with your children, not their your age, you're not at your kid's age, but as they get right, a little right, older, right. is to absolutely 
embarrass the living shit out of them in public. And that wait. takes what? being willing to embarrass yourself. And if you're a dad, you shouldn't care because you're doing it for your children. So what you're saying is I should find my old fanny pack. That's a good, that would be good. Yeah. You should also yeah. always have, always on hand, you should always have a at least one pair of white gym socks that go all the way up to your knee, not over your not, knees. Not over your knees, but up to your just knees. Just to the bottom of your knees. Preferably you're willing with, to wear with shorts. Preferably with colored stripes at the top. Right. <laughs> oh, I could do that. Yeah. See, those what, what's things. What's a good age? What, how old should my children be? 13. 30. Oh, okay, it, when they're turning. Okay. You'll, you'll start to know when it's going to be effective. <laughs> you'll know when it's ready, you know? Okay, I like it. Um, okay, in one of the new commercials, week- in one of the new commercials, the guy is talking to the same guy he's trying to walk around with the supermarket on, and the guy is fascinated with the butcher's cutting, slicing meat. He's the same guy the guy is trying to counsel about his refrigerator not being a time machine. So clearly he's not getting through to that guy. I question how good a counselor consultant this guy. Jesus. First of all, this is the off season shit we're forced to deal with. Who's not fascinated by going to the butcher counter and, and watch them perfectly slice some steaks or, you know, whatever they need to do. Like that's, that's tremendous. That is no different than if, if it were older times and you go to a, a blacksmith shop and you're watching him work and mold the metal. You're, ta- you're, you're watching a, an artist, a craftsman at the very highest level. Oh my God. You know, I know this really shitty counselor consultant oh, guy you could hire. <laughs> I, I'm He's just not curious. really good, but he'll he'll be he'll ask concerned about you. Can we have like parenting tips from Todd and John every week yeah, in the offseason? Probably was, that's the offseason. I was thinking the same thing, Greg. I think we should each time on our podcast, we should have the segment on parenting tips from Todd and John. I'm going to bring in a new scenario every week. Okay, and we're just to- gonna workshop it. Uh, and, and we're like, well, guys, what's your take? What should I do? Okay. You want like one it. of the best tips I can give you? Is it going to be teaching my son how to swear? No. Okay. We've already done that. <laughs> no, we hey, haven't. And we're going to wait a while. <laughs> don't. No, I mean, I've already given you that tip. Sure, sure, uh, sure. Yeah. The, the, the biggest tip I could probably give you is never let your, don't, don't ever play children's music to your kids. Oh, yeah. There's, we've there's talked no about reason. that. There is no reason to ever do that. I've been so I admittedly, and I think I've said this on the show before, I don't listen to a ton of music anymore. It's, it, it's largely a uh, podcast that I listen to. And, but a lot of the podcasts I listen to, again, have language that mm, definitely around the six year old, probably not the best to uh, be playing. For example, I can't play this fucking show in front of him. Right. <laughs> but uh, uh, so when it's music time, I like to put on 90s alternative. I like to put on, uh, I, on Pandora, I have, um, I've, I've done like searches by bands. And then of course it plays similar to me. So I have a super tramp, uh, station. I really enjoy, you know, music from that era and uh, I'll, I'll throw in some 80s stuff too. Um, you know, I got like a Billy Joel in it, but that again, they're ex- I've expanded beyond just those basic parameters. So You're raising them right, Greg, you're raising them. You right. need, you need Thank to you. add the carpenters. And erasure. Yeah. I got a Johnny Cash one. You know why? Because the Carpenters always sang nice songs that were kind of sad inside, but they were really melodic and they're very, she has a beautiful voice and your Mm -hmm. wife will never get upset about playing the Carpenters. Unlike if you play them like Sonic Youth or suicidal tendencies, don't play them suicidal tendencies. Look, she's never going to listen to this, but I have to have a talk about my wife, guys. She said something to me over this past weekend that hurt me in my very core. Oh, shit. Was it Tom Brady? She likes Tom Brady. (laughs) Can I have my lunch pass or my lock? What is my hall pass? I'm passing my hall pass. It was worse. (laughs) 
<laughs> she she uh, judged me for watching movies of a certain age or era starring a certain duke. John Wayne? <laughs> she's what's like, judgeable? What, what's judgy on that? She She's like, a, a, I, I can't remember how it got started, but she's like, well, yeah, but you watch that John Wayne shit. <laughs> I was like, time out. We don't talk about the Duke in that manner. <laughs> Uh, but there have been some Saturdays where I will put on like a, an old Western, right? And she would say, and, and I say it's it's better than a lot of the programming, you know, that's not cartoons, it's not strictly kid based because you know there's no bad language, you have uh, there's no gray area, you have a very uh, defined good guy bad guy. And I said, so you know, the he you know meaning our oldest, he's not picking up any bad language. She's like, yeah, because he doesn't want to be around to watch it either. <laughs> <laughs> oh god so i uh th- that's been the joke uh i said well you know i could always put on some john wayne honey but <laughs> um sitting down with you and watch john wayne in the cowboys he will at six years old he will be he'll see young guys in there being cowboys and he will latch on to the western genre I don't know if I need to go that far. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's kind of terrifying. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, this has been a terrific show of nothing really Nebraska athletics related. Uh, <laughs> hey, we went through base. Okay, we went through wrestling. We Let me wrestling. rephrase. Baseball. Let uh, allow me to rephrase. To a thorough dissection of spring football. <laughs> <laughs> There, the uh, the tardiness that I brought to the show brought with it a complete uh, derailment of anything truly Husker related. So for that, I apologize. Uh, but we'll say this week, as we said last week, it's the off season, bitches. And if you want to help keep us on track, then ask us a Husker related. We'll mailbag it. Uh, you know, for a little while, ask us a Husker related question. Uh, we'd be more than happy to uh, share our, our thoughts. Or if you want to be part of our parenting segment, uh, throw us a, a child scenario and we will, oh not me, uh, we'll hear from the experts. John and Todd will, uh, will give us their thoughts on how to raise our children. And, uh, and it'll be the best because we know that John's insane <laughs> my kids are Wait. fine his yeah. kids turned out well his one of them out. one of them chose to go to minnesota so i don't know mm. uh, <laughs> so john's insane yeah okay and do you want to hear it todd's hear a, story a pinko commie what? bastard yeah so we're going to be really uh, uh interesting on the responses that we get on raising your children I don't think I should tell this story about my daughter without asking her permission to tell it because it, it well, you ask, and, you ask in the next could, week. And if she you gives know, you the, the green light, you share it next week. Uh, don't you def- could, you, we could all also add in that Todd can give dating tips. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could, you could tell him which way to swipe Todd. There you go. <laughs> All right. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, in, in the comments, uh, wherever you find this particular show, be it YouTube or uh, on Corn Nation, uh, describe your uh, uh, potential match and then Todd will tell you to swipe left or swipe right. Now, here's the thing. I don't know which one's which. I don't know if you swipe right that you keeping them or dropping them or whatever. Um I so, think we should stick with the parenting tips. <laughs> no, it's already on the thing. <laughs> He's not editing right. that part out. <laughs> I, I, John, I don't know if you remember, but uh, last week when when my boy came down here and and uh, told me goodnight, I was like, yeah, I got to edit this out. And I completely forgot. So no, yeah, nothing gets edited said, out of this show. <laughs> and I, I think that's okay. I, I don't Nothing. think we're going to be up for like, uh, you know, competing with the Malcolm Gladwell's bad costumes. If it makes you feel any better, I don't even know who that is. Malcolm Gladwell? Yeah. 
outliers. He's a writer. I, I don't think he's a particularly, he is an excellent writer. I don't think he's particularly writes good conclusions on stuff. I think he's really lazy in science, but you know, whatever. Well, most I'm jealous are. because he sells shit. He can write a not really well-researched book and sell the fucking shit out of it. Like outliers. Okay, we should go. We should go now. <laughs> Greg, you yes, need to wrap talking. this up. You need you need to do the whole sign offy thing so we get it right. Because were you concerned? The no, because the sign on thing was a little bit out of hand. Oh, it was excellent. <laughs> okay. How about All right. to you? Here we go. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you so much for joining us for another spectacular Five Heart Podcast here on Coordination.com and the SB Nation Podcast Network. The Five Heart Podcast wouldn't be possible without Todd Wolverton and John Johnston. They are the gears that make this machine work. They are the gasoline that fuels this show this program brought to you completely free of charge thanks to our tremendous sponsors and we couldn't do it without all of our terrific partners here on the sb nation podcast network and on youtube so for as always todd wolverton for our founder and fearless leader john Dan justin i'm greg mahachko reminding you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need John? Go, Big Red. Todd. Pass the Jamesons. Pass the Jamesons. <laughs> I need more Jamesons. Oh, my God. I, and, uh, and dating tips from Todd. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night.